Lesser Light by Matthew Draper Chapter 14 I could not fully understand the wording on the death certificate. I had arrived home late yesterday, over an hour after I was supposed to meet his family at his mum's house. By the time I was changed and ready, it was nearer seven than five. He thought I did not care enough about sharing time with his family. I tried to explain about Oscar, about wanting to find out, but he told me, you're living in the past. The present was here, with him, with his family. The past, I couldn't even be sure of, so why live there? I was trying to live in the moment. I was attempting to pull myself forward into this place, with this family and this house. But something seemed to stretch me backwards, like elastic was attached to my shoulders and knees, dragging me into history, even as I scrabbled to hold on to the present. Rocco did not understand time in this way. He thought about his needs and wants for today. Yesterday's problems evaporated faster than the morning mist. Hungry? He would make a sandwich and not dwell on it any further. Sleepy? Go to bed. Horny? Well, not like me. I ruminated on every decision. Scared I might make the wrong one. Worried something I said or did or didn't do might haunt me forever again. I could not formulate the right series of words to explain exactly how I had come to be so late, and instead spent the evening chastising myself while nibbling on Brenda's cold beetroot bombs and nutty root vegetable paste crown volavants. Rocco was right. I had been late. I did not want to direct my annoyance at him, so I aimed it at myself. What was I thinking? I sat chiding my behaviour all night. In the morning, with a bowl of Cocoa Pops crackling quietly into mush in a bowl in front of me, and Oscar's files unfolded on the table in the lounge at home, I did know what I was thinking. I had gone back to Sheffield for a reason, and it was to do the bidding of the message left on Oscar's grave. Put an end to it. I could not fully understand the wording on the death certificate but I could make out most of the details when combined with the notes a doctor had typed up to present his explanation of the death to the coroner at the inquest. The case had aroused some attention due to this young man being found dead in a graveyard outside of a well-known church with no easily apparent cause of death in the early hours of a Thursday morning. Considering we had seen him die, we should have known before the news presenters did. Or maybe we did not see anything. The memory doesn't fit the narrative now. It's blurry. The inquest report gave horrifying details. His tongue was dry, as if all saliva had evaporated before he died, or as he died. This was noted as a bizarre, unexplained factor. Cause of death was listed as asphyxiation, suffocation from loss of breath. He would have lost consciousness from loss of oxygen to the brain. His lungs were ruptured, shredded, but still in place, bone dry, all liquid evaporated 
and gone from them, as though pulled out. As for the rest of his body, he was entirely covered in bruising. There was severe tissue damage below the skin, the space around his joints heavily swollen. The doctor could not present an explanation for the damage, suggesting the young man had seemed severely bruised as if dropped from a great height. The doctor indicated the damage was most consistent with being suddenly evacuated from a plane. Lack of oxygen from the pressure difference, bruising from impact. However, no bones were broken. There was swelling around joints and below the skin, but no breakages from a heavy impact. Internal organs, beside the lungs, were undamaged, save from increased blood pressure causing strain on the heart in the last few moments before death. We had not known these details at the time, only that Oscar had been found at St. Michael's the morning after our prayer session. While the police were interviewing Morgan, Lizzie had hurriedly copied all of our files. Before the end of the day, I had told everyone I was leaving town. We were all scared of what we had seen. Morgan tried to bury the whole thing. The rest of us went on to pretend nothing had happened. My memories were interrupted by startled scrumples. The cat heard the back gate creak open and rushed out from under the table to investigate. Scrumples was more alert than any guard dog, but twice as useless. I emerged from the house to find Scrumples rubbing their face against Sebastian's open palms. Sebastian was crouched on the floor of our paved backyard. When he heard me step outside, he looked up. Morning, Hazard, he said, grinning widely, and maybe a little maniacally. Lesser Light is an online event. Head to lesserlight.blog to join in the comment section or share this story on Facebook, Twitter, Hive or your favourite social media platform. The Lesser Light paperback is available from lulu.com or other booksellers or you can download the ebook now. But remember, no spoilers until New Year's Day. The story is fictional, but if the elements about trauma, cults or recovery have affected you, you can find helplines at lesserlight.blog.